coming to you from my apartment that doubles as a podcast recording studio. This is What Should I Do With My Life with Steph Horowitz. I'm Steph Horowitz. Thanks for joining me. This podcast is about how none of us know what we're doing. None of us have it figured out. No matter if you seem like you have it all together, you really don't, so be honest. We're going to talk about real stories from real people, their experiences, how they're figuring it out. From career pivots to being in the same industry for 40 years, we're going to hash this thing out so we can all find more meaning and passion in our work and day-to-days. Hi, everyone. Please meet the amazing Ariana Ratner-Dell. Ariana is a talented voice actor, voiceover artist, and coach. You may have heard her voicing Sorbet Shark Cookie from Cookie Run Kingdom, or Brelshaza from Lost Ark, or maybe you heard her in Baby Shark Brooklyn or while watching promos on the Food Network, and you had no idea it was really her. Today, we get to meet the face behind the voice, even though for those of you listening, you're getting the voice behind the voice. In this episode, we talk about cultivating creativity and energy when you're alone in the recording booth, what it means to be in a career that is a bit less understood, and we talk a bit about the current state of voiceover, what its increased accessibility means for the profession and for accomplished voice actors. We had some fun and did a little voiceover challenge. It made me feel a bit like I was on a Jimmy Fallon game show, but I loved it so much. It's truly just a pleasure to listen to her voice, but of course, everything she had to say was above and beyond. I wish I could have had her do a million more impressions. There's so much to learn from her. We had such a ball. Here's Ariana. Ariana, welcome to What Should I Do With My Life? Thank you. Is this the best day of your life right now being here? It is. It is the best day. Oh my God. I'm honored. Well, I'm really honored to have you. Some background. I'm just meeting Ariana now, but her sister-in-law is one of my besties. Shout out to Alana. So Ariana, we're just going to get right into it in classic, what should I do with my life fashion? In one sentence, what do you do? In one sentence, um, I... I am a voice actor, voiceover artist, um, which means I'm a an actor who uses my voice primarily. <laughs> amazing. And she has the most obviously amazing professional equipment ever. And I probably sound like shit in this episode. Your dad is like an OG in voice acting. And yeah. I'm so curious for you what that was like growing up. Was it obvious that you were going to also pursue voice acting. I'm just really curious to hear how it was for you. Yeah. So when I was little, my dad, my dad came from radio, um, and then started being like more successful in voiceover in like his early forties. Like he didn't really start doing it. I mean, but I was also, he had me when he was 40. So yeah, I grew up like his studio was under my bedroom floor. So I would hear it every morning, like, like under my floorboards. (laughs) And I had like an elliptical in my bedroom and I would be like on the elliptical in the morning and I'd be like, yeah, like banging on the ceiling. Oh my God. But yeah, like when I, so when I was little, it was, he had a home studio, which was a little more rare. Like a lot of people, you went in for auditions and you went in for jobs and, but he would work from home. He would also go into the studio. He was the voice of like KABC LA for a long time. So he would go into the go to the studio. But yeah, and I just kind of like grew up knowing what it was and no one really knew what voiceover was. Um, But I also like, I acted as a child, like I wanted to be an actor. It wasn't like my mom pushing me. She didn't want me to be an actor, (laughs) Um, but I wanted to. So I did like um, modeling and and commercials and movies and, and stuff when I was little. 
And I also did voiceover. Like, I did some some voiceover. Um, so it's always, like, just been in my blood, acting. Like, I've just always done it since as long as I can remember, basically. <laughs> but, yeah, I always wanted to do on camera. Like, I wanted to be a movie star. <laughs> so, and yeah. Then, yeah. And then what? And then what happened? Uh, so I went to well, I went to an arts high school, a conservatory high school for theater. And then I went to NYU for theater. And I do remember being in a in one of my classes at NYU, a theater class. And people were like, well, what are your my teacher was like, what are your goals? We were like going around saying like our dream goals. And I was like, I want to be on an animated series. And my teacher was like, why are you in theater school then? I'm like, because it's acting <laughs> like so and I, I also wanted to do on camera and then I moved back to L.A. after school and just realized I really hate auditioning for on camera. I hate I just hate the whole process. I even now like if I get mocap, which is like motion capture, you know, a lot of video games are like people's real faces kind of. Mm -hmm. it's, they do the motion capture. You've seen the pictures with the dots or yeah, the yeah, black yeah. suits. If I get a motion capture audition where you have to like be off book and it's like on camera, I like I hate it. <laughs> oh my god, that's so Although, interesting! I didn't even think yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, you that stuff is like it's like theater or I mean it's so fun. Like I would love to do it. I've never done it before, but the but it just reminds me of like doing on camera auditions. <laughs> oh my god, I have so many questions. It's so interesting how the acting teacher was surprised that you were in school for acting when you want to be a voice actor. So let's just break a few things down here. Let's talk some of the differences between on-screen acting and voice acting, because not everyone knows everything. I do not know a lot. I just, uh, my understanding with a voice actor is someone who is mostly alone reading lines and maybe reading the same line lots of different ways mm -hmm. and then ultimately it gets edited together and it's a lot of solo work it is so so here's the thing a lot of people don't understand that voiceover is acting so they'll think like oh yeah um you know animation and video games that's acting but commercials that's not acting that's just you just have to have a nice voice so it's a it's a huge misconception in voiceover that you just have to have a nice voice definitely if you have a nice voice and you, you know movie trailers and promos and stuff like that is easier um but it's all telling a story you know it's all it's all talking to if you're talking to an invisible person you're acting a lot of people during covid wanted to get into voice acting and they mm. still are you know people lost their jobs and they were like oh that seems like easy money i could just talk for a living and make i could talk for 10 minutes make 100 bucks you know which is actually in real life voiceover that's a really low rate because we are freelance we're like actors it's the same thing as doing on camera where like you do you know one episode of a tv show as a guest star you make you know a thousand dollars for the day and then you make residuals and that's got to like sustain you for that month <laughs> you know it's the same thing with voiceover in the idea of it so but people have this misconception that it's about your voice it is i think it's actually harder because um, this is what I say. I teach it too. So I, this is what I say to my students. We do not, we don't have sets, props, like costumes, blocking. We don't have scene partners. So all of that we have to do with our head. So when we're doing, like, let's say I'm doing an animation audition or a video game audition, I'm literally creating this fictionalized world in my head, like almost like you put on VR goggles and you look around and you see mm. where that other person is in relation to you. Are they five feet away? Are they 10 feet away? Are there five people? Are there 50 people? 
So you have to do all of that, like that proximity change, that focus change, like with your voice. And then in terms of it, like the other areas not being people thinking it's not really acting or like, you know, you don't have to be a good actor. Modern commercials are really about like connection to the product, the idea of the spot. So it's not even like when I teach commercial, I'm like, you don't have to care about McDonald's, right? You're you're talking about the, the new McDonald's breakfast sandwich. You don't have to be like, love McDonald's in real life or care about that McDonald's breakfast sandwich. But the idea of the spot, let's say, is about waking up late on a on a Sunday morning and going to get that McDonald's breakfast sandwich. So I can relate to that in other ways. Ooh, going to my favorite bagel place, getting a bagel, having nothing to do with that day. Yes. So I can connect to that idea. I already, that. I'm ready to get a bagel right, right. now from that. You didn't even mean to. And, um, that's it. There's no yeah. good bagel places here, though. But that's that's a whole really thing. no. There's not. There's not. It's not a thing that's, here. That's so funny. <laughs> so you have to connect to the idea. So it's it's all acting, and it's hard. It's really hard. A lot of on camera actors try to do voiceover and can't because they're so used to emoting through their faces, and it's like you can't rely on your face. <laughs> it's like it's seriously unbelievable. You literally need to cultivate this world, like you said. I love that VR glasses. Yeah analogy like oh my god you don't have other people to play off of like you said the sets all the external another person's energy another you literally are doing all that yourself I guess the first thing I'll ask is so how how the heck do you get in that mindset how do you get in that mindset and make it the magic happen so I come from traditional acting training so I, I studied the Stella Adler method at NYU so for me, I come from that aspect, like I come from creating a world. So, you know, who am I as a character? Um, you know, like what what are like my beliefs? What, what is my biggest want? What is my biggest fear? You know, and usually that stuff is in something called the specs. So we get us we get an audition. We get the specs, which, which is the description of the character. Sometimes we get character art, which is either like what the character is going to look like or reference piece of art let's say I get a lot of I do a lot of video games so like let's say the piece of art is like a picture of like Yara Greyjoy from from Game of Thrones is that her name I didn't watch Game of Thrones so I, I just get I that don't. reference a lot <laughs> oh, okay it's too graphic <laughs> it for is. me <laughs> it's a reference a lot so it'll be a picture of her let's say and that's like the the character so strong warrior badass you know and then we get the description and then we get like five to ten wild lines just usually short little lines. I will read the read the specs, you know, take in everything. Usually, honestly, a lot of this stuff is based on archetypes. So I see a lot of the same things a lot. You know, mm. video games aren't like novel in terms of their characters. It's usually what you have to figure out what world they live in. Okay, it's fantasy. Okay, she's a badass warrior with a spear. Great. <laughs> I know what that right, is, you know? Right. Um, or is it Call of Duty type like soldier? You know, you kind of get that idea. So yeah, and then it's just using that character art and that and that description and creating this like world in your head of what what's going on in that scene. And then each of these like 10 wild lines are mini scenes in my head. So it's not just like line, 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 line sounding exactly the same. I'm taking the time to create like a mini scene knowing what the line before is that I'm responding to, how far away that person is, can I not be heard or I'll be killed, you know, in this certain scene. So each line then sounds different. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> That's 
So I didn't even for a second think about, and I know you referenced it before the distance, like how far you are yeah. from someone. And then, oh my God, thinking like you're on a battlefield or something. So you need to yeah. whisper yeah. or I, mean, I have my go-to things because I do it so much. I'm like, okay, this line I'm going to have like sitting around the fire at night, like traveling with to my travel partner. Or like in this one, I'm going to like be kneeling down and holding the hand of a child in the town and the, <laughs> the villager and like I talking to them it. like. So I have the things like I go to a lot, like for my stories, because I do it so quickly. I need to, I have like 10 auditions a day. I need to like get through, <laughs> but you have to commit like, cause if I'm going to get through those auditions, I don't want to like phone it in. I want to like immediately commit to that story and then get done with it in two minutes. <laughs> so if you're having a horrible day, if mm -hmm. you're sick or you're in a bad mood or you just don't have the koach, you don't have the energy, how do you muster it up to bring these characters to life with your voice alone in the studio it's so hard because when you do so many auditions and i've talked to other people who work a lot in this industry about this like you just get kind of like oh i really don't want to do this right now because it's not like we're getting paid for auditions auditioning is our job the job is the perk like the job like the booking the job is like the perk mm. we have to think of auditioning as our day-to-day -day job you know i have a baby so i'm exhausted you know, I have to do it within, if I'm alone for the day, if my husband's working, I have to do all my auditions within the like two and a half hours that he's napping per day. And so I just have to just focus and just commit. And like, like I was saying, like you just have to, I, w I don't want to do five takes of each thing. I want to do one to two takes and mm -hmm. just nail it those first few takes. So I just have to commit and focus. I mean, I procrastinate a lot <laughs> and then yeah. I'm just like I gotta do it I gotta do it I have like 30 minutes but oh my it's God. hard I mean it's like an actor if you are in a play eight times a week and you and you know things are going on in your real life you have to like leave it at the door and go in and just do it yeah you have hard. to that yeah. is so interesting what you said about seeing auditioning as your full-time job it's so, I don't want to be cheesy and be like, it's about the journey and it's about like all those possible opportunities, but it kind of is, it's kind of like seeing everything that you're doing as an opportunity. I don't know. It, it's a totally different perspective on work. The thing is like, our job is so fun. My job is so fun. Like I literally get into a session and I'm like playing two weird little creatures that don't talk and like bounce around <laughs> like that's like my job so it's so if I could do that all day I mean it would be exhausting it's a freelance job for a reason like I can't play zombies and creatures like eight right. hours a day I would oh kill my, my voice <laughs> right um but yeah you have to like you do have to love the process. You have to learn to love the process of auditioning of like, yeah, it's the journey to to get to the fun part because it's not like a nine to five where people are like, oh, I don't want to go to work. It's like my job, the actual job part is super fun. The getting there is a little bit harder mm. to like commit, but it also is I play pretend for a living. All my auditions is just playing pretend. So you have to be like, okay, I get to play pretend today. You know, wow. I'm not getting paid for this part, but I, yeah. I do. <laughs> but also by virtue of just doing the auditions, you're developing, you're growing, you're trying yeah. out new characters, you're being right. super creative. So an in any sense, it's helping your repertoire, helping, you know, establish you as a voice actor because you're constantly working on your craft and working on what you're doing. Yeah. One of my teachers said that you have to 
no matter if you're perfect for the role or not, you have to give an you want to give an undeniable, undeniably good audition. So like even if you're like, okay, this is like, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna think go into it thinking I need this job. I'm just gonna have fun and play and do whatever is true to me. But like, and I'm gonna produce an undeniably good audition regardless of whether I book it. Like that that casting director will probably remember you. They're they're people too, and they you know they hear. I've been doing this for a long time. Like they hear you over and over again. And sometimes I get hired without auditioning for a game. And I'm like, but I didn't work with that company before. And it's mm-hmm. because like they heard an audition of mine at one point and they liked mm-hmm. me and they brought me back for another character. Totally. So it just yeah. gets you out there anyway. So are you piecing together a few different projects at any moment? Is that kind of what the freelance lifestyle works like? It's just maybe you have a commercial here or if I know right now, I believe you're voicing a few voices for video games. One is Sorbet Shark Cookie. So are you like, how long does that take or last? Is that many months? Is that an amount of work you do in a short amount of time or kind of what does that look like? So it's hard because we sort of a lot of a lot of our job is doing the job and then waiting for the game to come out for months and months and months. Like, Mm -hmm. for example, one big game that I'm doing, like the biggest the biggest game I've like been part of or like the one I'm like most excited about is not coming out until fall of 2023. And I literally can't talk about it. Like I'm under NDA. <laughs> it's hard because we'll do, and I've been doing like a bunch of sessions for it. I'm, I'm not the lead. I wish I was the lead of this game, but I'm it's exciting. <laughs> so basically we do it for months and months and then they have to like continue developing the game. So it's not out until next year. So then we have to be like, yay, I'm excited about this game that I can't talk about. Yeah. So that's part of it is like sometimes we have to like figure out what game it is because a lot of the games are under these code names. Sometime more recently, they've been telling us in the session, I'll get to the session. They'll be like, welcome. Like I just did Fallout 76. It just came out so I can talk about it. Um, They were like, welcome to the world of Fallout. Now that NDAs are signed and stuff, welcome to the world of Fallout 76. This is what you're, you know, playing. But I'll be like, oh, cool. And sometimes I actually figure it out beforehand because I'll like look at I get the script like a day before and I'll like Google some code words from it and be like, oh, what is this? Oh, the pit. Okay. And then I Googled it and I was like, oh, this is Fallout. Cool. Every week is different. Like, you know, there's been a month when I don't work before. And like sometimes I work like, you know, like uh july august was like super busy for me before we went to we went to michigan for a little while but i was like working like four 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 five jobs a week um which is really rare like and then i this week i had one last week and one one next week and i have an avail for a commercial on monday but that's that could be rare too like so that's a good week so one or two jobs a week is like really good <laughs> for wow, yeah. for what i the type of voiceover i do there's other people who do like pay to play websites like voice one two three voices i don't really want to like give those (laughs) sites a platform but but they do those and they'll do like five hours of jobs a day to make like three hundred dollars so it's different like i'm doing the like triple a video games that are union that i you know can make me more money at a time it's harder to get it just depends for the video game that you just voiced that's coming out that we can talk about. Like how long did that project take, for example? Fallout 76, The Pit, which is an expansion, um, just came out and uh, that was one session. So I played a refugee, cause it's like a post-apocalyptic world. I play this refugee that lives in the 
this hotel. I did, that was in one session. So that was like four hours, two to four hours usually are the sessions. And that was one session of the character. And then it's over because it was not like a recurring character. It was just like an NPC that you meet and you can interact with in the game. A lot of the sessions are just one session playing like one to three characters because in SAG video games, you get th they get up to three characters out of you without paying you more. But then there's like characters like in Cookie Run Kingdom, I play Sorbet Shark Cookie. Actually, I've you know, I've only had one session for Sorbet Shark because Sorbet Shark like literally goes that's like their main way of communicating one more time one more time <laughs> um so that so i think i did one session for survey shark because they just don't talk a, a ton but they are a recurring character and then but i've done a lot of other voices for that game so they'll bring me back a couple times do other other npcs and stuff but then like the game that i'm in that's coming out 2023 like i've had like five sessions for those every few weeks I have a new session for that game. So it really depends. You could be like, yes, I booked this game and it could be one session or it could be recurring. Yeah, so it, it just it just really depends on, I mean, what the role is, yeah. Oh my God, this is so fun. I feel like I want to stop everything and do this like voiceover challenge. Should we just <laughs> do it? I don't know. Is this like not okay? I feel like I want to no, like, yeah, I want to like list something and then you just do it. I don't know. This is too cool and too fun for no, me. No, we can do Try. Oh God, I'm so sorry. Okay. 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 Because I was thinking about pumpkin spice lattes, how about like a nice little commercial for the fall and it's almost time for pumpkin spice season. Okay. Ah, oh, fall. I just love this season. It's so beautiful. The leaves are changing. And yes, pumpkin spice time. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. Okay. Okay. Let's do one more. Side note, everyone. Ariana, you're really a master with a lot of baby voices, <laughs> a lot of badass women and villains. I want to think of something that you don't do often. Do you... Okay, what about like a talking dog who's just a bit lost in Tel Aviv? How old? It's a puppy. Oh, man, I don't know where I am. What's that street? Oh, Dr. Shakshuka, what's that? Oh, that sounds good. I'm hungry. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I can't. Okay, I really just had to do that. It's so amazing. I went to a place called Dr. Shakshuka. Yeah, it's in Yapo. It's Dr. That's Shakshuka. So for sure, yeah. it's here. Something I really want to bring up that you spoke about before was kind of this concept that voice acting and voiceover artists are a bit misunderstood. They're not as maybe conventionally accepted or understood as an actor on screen. And I think that's so interesting. And I'm, I don't want to say, does it feel like the path less traveled and something kind of cheesy like that, but it feels like you kind of have to fight a bit harder to be understood and to, hello, this is a majorly difficult thing to do. It is harder than acting on screen and in a theater with other people. And it's kind of like the harder route as an actor in terms of recognition, in terms of people understanding you. So I'm just wondering what you feel about that. Did you ever feel like, oh, it would just be easier. People would understand more what I do and value what I do more if I was in the public eye or visible. So to that part, no, because I think it's 
I think it's more respected to be a voice actor than an on-camera actor, especially in L.A. So, like, we would, when my husband and I were dating, like, we would go to parties earlier on, like, let's say five years ago or something, and I'd be like, people would be like, oh, what are you, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm an actor. And he, we would leave and he'd be like, why don't you say you're a voice actor? Like, you're a voiceover artist. And I was like, I guess I could. So at some point I started saying, oh, I'm a voiceover artist. And because when you say you're an actor in L.A., everyone's like, oh, cool. Like, what have you done? <laughs> but when I would be like, I'm a voiceover artist, people are like, what? Oh, cool. That's awesome. So it's it's actually like seen as cooler because there's so many actors here. And voice acting is like more, it's different. But yeah, it's definitely what's misunderstood, I think, about it is people think it's easier because um, it's just talking. More people want to do it now. So it's like less, so it used to be really unknown. People didn't really know what it was. And then people, it became more... Um, accessible because equipment got cheaper. You didn't have to be going in being in L.A. or New York to like go into studio as much like people can really do it from anywhere now. It's a lot of stuff's going back into studio because the consistency of sound is not good between people and microphones and stuff. So a lot of the bigger games I'm doing, they want me to go in. It just became more of an accessible career. And so then it allowed for almost diminishing of the career. Like it's like cheapening so even people people are who are good are just taking lower and lower rates so it's just lowering everything for everyone same same things happening on camera there's a lot of you know it used to be you book like a national commercial you can make like 30 grand minimum now it's like you make like 1500 for for on camera and voiceover but yeah it's just i think people think it's easier than it is and they also think it's like money making and i i honestly maybe i'm just jaded if i have a friend say like hey i want to get into voiceover like what like what what should i do i think it'd be great side job i'm like First of all, it's not a side job. <laughs> like, yeah. good luck with that. Um, and then I say, like, it's really, it really takes commitment. It's the same commitment it takes to be an actor. It's like, is there anything else I want to do with my life? No. Then I, I need to do this. Then if you need to do this, then you should, you should do it. It's based in acting, so you have to have that acting. If you don't, if you haven't gone to theater school, that's fine. But people usually, I'm like, you should take an acting class. You should take an improv class. There's voiceover specific training classes. You can't just kind of like come in and do it. Like, it's not like on camera where like you could be, you know, the the hottest person in your high school and like go to one audition, book it, and be on the OC. You know, mm-hmm. I, I said OC that's <laughs> years ago, <laughs> but you know what I mean. So it's definitely like that's what's most un most um, misunderstood is that. It's it takes a lot of specific training Um, and it's not just about, like I said, like the nice voice. It's like it really is like based in acting. And yeah, like I said, I think it's a little it's harder in terms of being good. But there are also a lot of people now and there's a lot of competition. So whenever friends I mean, I don't know if it's good to say on your show, but whenever friends are like, I want to get into voice acting, I'm like, don't. Yeah, but, for sure. But not that not to dissuade anyone. I think people like if you love acting, if you've gotten like, you know, really good feedback as an actor and you really you are able to create those imagined circumstances and and you're willing to learn. Like the biggest thing with voice acting is like being open to taking classes and continuously taking classes for years and years. I still take classes. There's like people I know who work all the time who still take classes who still have coaching and it's just that's being humble in this industry I think is it's more important than in 
on camera, people are not humble because you can be a bad actor and have a successful career. Voice acting, it's pretty hard to be a bad actor and have a successful career because mm. it's so competitive and there's so many great actors. I just feel like, shit, I have so many things that are popping up and there's no way we're going to get through all of them. But I really, <laughs> I've already learned so much. And it's interesting what you were saying, how, yeah, you can't just because you have a nice voice doesn't mean you're an actor and that you can just do this and succeed. But it was also interesting at the beginning of the interview when you shared that your father started off in radio and then mm. went into voice acting because I was thinking, okay, radio, it is storytelling and generally people have a nice voice, but is radio acting like no it's not it's not the no. same so i thought that was yeah. also really interesting well radio people have a hard time transitioning to voiceover actually because it's hard for them to get rid of that radio sound mm -hmm. and because they don't normally come from acting it's hard for them to so actually they have a harder time sometimes yeah but it's yeah. just totally different like just because you have a good yeah. voice and you can do radio and hello everyone it's three o'clock yeah. in the morning in michigan and obviously there is sleet everywhere. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you're going to be a talented voice actor. Yeah. I love how you said that it's a continuously learning and working on your craft and you're just always learning and growing. And now you're, you yourself are teaching as well as learning. You're coaching others who have your own business. So how has that been for you to be the one prepping others, teaching others, helping them get and land jobs? It's really, really, um, it's really great when I see people grow and see people improve and see people, you know, just, I love that. I love seeing my students succeed and, and like the first session with someone, I can like tell if they have sort of what it takes. It, it is like, I have seen people like grow from not being incredible actors when they first come to me, like people who are super green, they come, you know, they've never done voiceover, they've never done acting. Um, and I've seen those people grow too, but it really is just, I, I love seeing like people improve. Um, so that's what I love about teaching. I'm very honest with my students. And even when I'm like, not even trying to be very honest, like my students can tell I'm like, nice. My friend, my, one of my students was like, I hate it when you say nice. Cause I know it's not nice. Uh, <laughs> I know it's not good. And I'm like, sorry, I can't lie. I, I can't it. hide that. I, you know, that I, I'm I'm like, okay, that was that was nice. Um, teaching has been really great. I think I've learned, like improved myself as an actor just through teaching because I'm like, okay, Ariana, do your own method that you teach, like, instead of just phoning it in. It's, it's just been great. And like meeting these, these, this community of like kind of younger generation of voice actors. I mean, I work with people who are older than me too, you know, getting to know people who are going to be up and coming in this industry or, you know, watching their careers flourish like it's really it's really exciting for me to see that too so I I yeah I love teaching from an outsider it to me feels like your work is your passion and this is who you are because you know everyone always says is this who you are or is this what you do and you have to tell me and put things straight as an outsider to me it's like this is who you are you're a master you love this you're passionate about this and it also happens to be your career a way you make money i to me this is like this is your passion what do you say to that it's definitely my passion i mean i i love it like if i 
like I said, like, and this is something that theater teachers say all the time is like, if you, if I could do anything else, if I wanted to do anything else, I would. Um, and I have done other things I do, you know, I do interior design and sometimes and other things occasionally, but like, I always am like, do I really love that? No, I love this. I mean, I like it a lot. It's fun. But I do I really want to do that as my full-time thing? No. I love it. I mean, there. It, I used to do theater more often and like there's just nothing like going on a stage and feeling the lights on your face, not being able to see the audience, but knowing they're there, the exhilaration of like, you know, the, the butterflies in your stomach. It's like I don't get that when I'm doing a voiceover job, but it is it's akin to that. Like it's performing. I love performing. So that's why like the job, like booking those jobs when I am at that job, it's just pure fun. It's not it doesn't feel like work. The auditioning feels like work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's so amazing and that's a big topic we touch on the podcast all the time. Like should your work be your passion or should your work just be your job and pursue your passion on the side? And it's obviously totally different for everyone. Yeah. And I feel like if you're lucky enough that you can be really passionate about what you do and get paid for it and you can make a living off of it and enjoy it and grow and it can fill you up like wow. To me yeah. that's like you hit the jackpot. And not everyone has that experience. And it's remarkable. It's really amazing. It's really amazing. Yeah, I mean, I feel lucky. I mean, I'm lucky to have family that has supported me and, like, helped me, paid for acting classes and, and you know, theater school and stuff. So, like, that obviously, you know, not everyone has the opportunity to just pursue their art, right? Or Or have people who support them in pursuing their art, hoping that it pays off. I went to theater school and like a lot of people are still trying to do it and not making money at their art because it's really hard. A lot of people dropped off and have like normal jobs and are make you know, there's a benefit to that too of having a nine to five. Like, you know, it'd be great to have maternity leave. <laughs> I was working yeah. like a, a week after I gave birth. But oh my God. Um but yeah, it's definitely like I'm an artist, so it's there's ups and downs. It's like it's not, you know, regular income. Um, I mean, you hope that the trajectory is like upwards. So it, you know, hope this year's been great. Like, but who knows what next year will bring? Basically, it's 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 hard. But it's kind of like building on what you've built the year before. Like, you know, clients getting to know you, bringing you back all the time. So then eventually you're just working all the time because you know, everybody knows who you are and knows you do good work. So they'll just bring you in because you're reliable, basically. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Everything really has its pros and its con pros and its cons. And okay, this one might have maternity leave, but they're in a corporate desk job yeah. and doing computer work all day and not getting to do really cool, like <laughs> noises, you know, <laughs> how yeah. is that horrible? Okay. We have a couple more minutes. I'm going to shoot out a few last questions. Ariana. What is your dream role? My dream role would be um, either the lead in a video game. So like, you know, something that would, to be honest, in this industry, same as on camera, like social media fame would go, goes a lot of places. And I probably could have continued on that trajectory if I had continued doing TikTok, but I can't. I just can't do TikTok. <laughs> I, I did it and I had TikTok like fame, you know, kind of thing with with some voiceover videos. And I just it's too much work for me. I have friends who did it and are really doing well. But but yeah, so I'd rather like have that kind of with being the lead in a like a 
really cool, you know, realistic grounded game or like something something cool like The Last of Us or something something like that. Or I mean, I would love to be the lead of an animated series. That's everybody in voiceovers like dream if they want to do character work. But you know, something that had a long run. Um, I mean, I would love to be I don't know why, but like maybe because I grew up watching Nickelodeon, like a Nickelodeon show, like the lead of a Nickelodeon show. But really like the goal in voiceover is like being a consistently working actor. So like, you know, I'd love to be the promo voice of like of a big network like NBC or something like that. And I just would like like to work consistently. (laughs) It could be so different. It could be so different what you just said, like being the promo voice or being the little eight-year-old girl character, you know, it's so wild. It's so cool. I love that. I love that it can, it's always going to be interesting. It's always going to be dynamic. It's always going to look a bit differently and you'll continue trying new things and doing new things. And I love it. It's so cool. Yeah. Oh, I just, I just keep wanting to hear you. I just want to hear you talk and hear you do things. (laughs) I won't do it anywhere, but you were like promo girl. And I'm like, Hit me with it. Like, tell me what's coming Tonight up Tonight on NBC. <laughs> ah! It's so good. It's just so good. I can't. Thank I really you. can't. Okay. Final question before we get some details from you. What advice would you tell people who don't know what they're doing with their lives? I'd say just follow your dreams. Like, if you have that dream, you know, I think back to, like, what I, when I was a little girl, if I thought, real like if I knew what I would be doing now at 35 I'd be like yes like that that's like what I wanted to do that was like part of the dream so I think like following your dreams and like hopefully having that support system who helps you get a lot you know like supports your dreams and if you are someone's support system like supporting their dreams and like maybe the the dreams seem impossible but working really hard, being humble, continuing to study, being like a kind person. In my industry, that goes really far because people don't want to work with you if you're hard to work with. And also they will bring you back if you're easy to work with. Um, If they know they you can do the job, they just bring you back. They bring you in all the time. So that's like just being a nice person, being easy to work with, being, you know, open to learning and not getting too big of a head. That would be my advice. It's really good advice. And it's really just so cool to hear your story and that this is something in your blood. And that if you were looking at your little girl self, she would be like, hey, you're actually where that was my dream. Like you're literally doing it. And that is so awesome. Where can people (laughs) follow you and stay up to date with you? So I'm most active on Instagram. So my Instagram is just Ariana Ratner. Um, Ariana with two N's. That's where I post a lot of like my voiceover video, like character, new characters and information. I am on TikTok. I don't update it anymore. But if you want to watch my old videos, it's um, Ariana Ratner VO. Yeah. So good. So good. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I should do it again. I have a baby and I'm too lazy. It's a lot. I don't have TikTok, but I saw... I don't know, maybe you posted something from TikTok on your Instagram. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is so good. And I saw it was viral and I was like, let's go. Yeah, I think like one of my, wow. I mean, one of my, I think my boy voice video is like 7 million views or some, something. Yep, I saw. Something oh, like that. And it's so still cool. circulating for some reason. It's been like, I, I don't think I've done it for more than a year. And for some reason, that video is still circulating on TikTok. The algorithms, baby. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I'll put all the links in the show notes. And if you are interested in coaching, it's not my, the information's on my website, arianaratner.com. 
this was awesome. So glad yeah. you joined us today. And thank you so much. I can't wait to hear here. Like I'll see you, but I can't wait to hear you more. And maybe one day I'll just be flipping on the tel the Tel Aviv television and suddenly you're just gonna be the promo lady here in Israel or something. Oh, right? that'd be cool. <laughs> Who knows? We're dreaming big here. Everyone reach out to Ariana, follow her. Thank you so much, Ariana. This was the shit. And Thank we'll you. talk soon. Hi everyone. This really was such a fun episode with Ariana. A few things that stuck out to me. I love how Ariana said that her job is to audition and then when she gets the role, it's really just the fun part. But the job itself, the work, is the auditioning. I think it's a super interesting attitude and perspective for those in acting on how to approach their career. And I do think that there's something that we can all take away from this in our own jobs, even if they aren't in acting that we can grow and learn and like really get a lot out of the process and put a lot of focus on the process instead of just the outcome. So I really love that. I thought it was super interesting what Ariana was saying about how the accessibility and the easier point of entry, lower barrier of entry into voiceover is affecting the industry and its professionally trained actors. I'd heard a lot of people starting to get into voiceover during the pandemic and Ariana's perspective was really interesting in understanding that we can't just shortcut our way into a career that requires an immense amount of training, talent, discipline, or if we do, um, there are some repercussions for all those involved. Lastly, while this is a passion and really a dream job for Ariana, again, she dreamed to be where she is today when she was a child. I love the realness of some of the challenges piecing together projects every month looks a bit different. Being a new mom and not having maternity leave, needing to work a week after giving birth. From the side, it looks like Ariana's living her dream and she is, but it isn't all just the whipped cream and sprinkles. There's a lot of sacrifice and challenges that come with having that dream job. If you wanna reach out and follow Ariana, you can follow her on Instagram at Ariana Ratner or on TikTok, Ariana Ratner VO. Links are in the show notes. And if you're interested in working with her or learning more, you can go to her website, www.arianaratner.com. Thanks, everyone.